Ah, summer. The best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, they have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I am all in. I am all in with Scott Patterson, an iHeartRadio podcast. Hey, everybody, Scott Patterson, I am all in one on one interview with Alan Loiza, who played the role of. Colin McRae in the Life and Death Brigade, a Yaley, uh, for 15 episodes from 2004 to 2006. His first appearance was in season five, episode three, written in the stars. Last appearance, episode, season six, episode 22, Partings. He also appeared as Colin in, a, in the episodes, A Year in the Life, fall uh, 2016. Um, Collins, one of Logan's Huntsberger's best friends at Yale, is a member of the Life and Death Brigade, Yale Secret Society. Logan, Finn, and Colin often go to, on trips, perform stunts and pranks, and party together. He's usually mean, uh, and he is not, uh, 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 from what I know, a mean guy at all, so heck of an actor, uh, uh, that don't have the kind of money his family does. He is uh, frequently seen as one of Logan's sidekicks during his time at Yale, and important moments in the plot of Logan's life or Rory and Logan's relationship. A little bit about Alan. He was born in Los Angeles. He acted first on stage in Saudi Arabia at age six. Uh, we're going to find out about that. Uh, in high school, he competed in speech and drama while studying humanities and photography. Alan received his BFA in acting from CalArts, 
a very, very fine uh, program at CalArts, uh, and landed a few supporting roles in film and television, as well as series regulars on uh, pilots for Fox and Warner Brothers. Alan's best known for his role on Gilmore Girls. However, he's worked in film production for several commercial companies, including uh, Michael Gondine's Partisan. Uh, Alan has been directing and producing branded content for over five years at BuzzFeed in Los Angeles. And now at the Daddy Scary Mommy and Fatherly in New York City. And let's bring him in. Here's Alan Lawiza. Alan, how are you? Thanks for coming on. Good, Scott. How are you doing, man? Good, good, good. Alan, tell us how you got into acting. Acting started uh, when I was a kid. I grew up in LA, born in Hollywood. Um, Parents were not in the industry. We were always interested, my brothers and I. And then and we moved to Saudi Arabia, like right away when I was a kid. Wow. And my dad was uh, an engineer out there. He's an engineer. And, and we were there with a bunch of British companies and American people. And, and we had our own little community and they started theater. Hmm. And I saw my brothers do Oliver Twist with this amazing director that was out there and come to realize it was one of the better productions that I had seen throughout my life moving <laughs> on. And it was this little stupid, you know, community theater in Saudi Arabia. And so that was, that was kind of the bug right there. And then, um, went to Cal arts after college, uh, after oh, high school, boy. Cal arts. This was my, yeah. this was my, this was my high school. It was a humanities magnet. My drama teacher there was amazing. Great. And, uh, and then went to, Went to Cal Arts, and that was kind of it. And after graduating Cal Arts, just kind of that was uh, that was the WB years, and right. so and I looked, I always looked young, and so they were sending me out on all these teen roles and stuff, and that was kind of the beginning of it. Who were some of your classmates at Cal Arts? Because it's a very prestigious uh, program. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, my buddy Banked Anderson is actually a big wig over at Discovery right now. Um, he's a EP over there, but. Um, I, what's funny is I actually did a play called Peach Blossom Fan. Um, years later, this was kind of a um, uh, the center of new theater is um, what they were trying to uh, pull off over at CalArts in terms of an outside theater group. And um, they were auditioning uh, alumni. And I was already out, I think, like three years or four years at that point. Mm-hmm. So I ended up getting this part. And in the chorus was Cecily Strong and Alison Brie as chorus members. And those were, you know, at CalArts, they were years behind me. And so I, I met a, a group of, uh, I met that group also. Um, who else was there? Uh, in my class specifically, uh, there was a woman named Amanda Tepe. She did some General Hospital and, and uh, some Disney Channel stuff. Um, there's, yeah, there's been a few people in and out of there all, mm-hmm. all, all over throughout the years that are like working all the time. Oh yeah, yeah. Doing good. I think yeah. Tom Cheadle's Great. out of there and a bunch of people are out of there. Yeah, he was at my showcase. He came to like kind of coach us through our showcase year, which is basically like your your last year there and you you put together a scene to audition for all the agents and all of that. So it was kind of like <laughs> gearing us up to get out into the real world and hopefully get representation and that's that's and not a lot of pressure, is it? Auditioning and uh, yeah, not not so much it's kinda like a you know, it's <laughs> as much pressure as like, you know, like a studio test where you're like, what the hell? You know? Like, <laughs> now that so, goes. Tell us how you got the role of Colin. Tell us about the whole process of it. Um Mara and Jamie. Mm-hmm. They uh they knew uh my managers at the time and I got a general meeting 
and sat down with them at, at their office in Warner Brothers. And we just kind of shot it and we're talking and vibed right away. And it was mm-hmm. like, okay, let's just do this. So she just, a- after that meeting, it was like every guy role that had come out, I was auditioning for and auditioning for. And then, you know, it was like a few years Gosh. after a while. It was just like, okay, let's, let's like, can, I need a, you know, it was like two years of auditioning. I was like, all right, I'm kind of getting over coming out to meet these, meet the producers all the time. And, mm-hmm. and the last role was like, you know, we don't know how long the, the, the show's going to last. We got to get Alan in there on something, you know, mm-hmm. that conversation was happening. And so I went in and um, it was for Colin and he's kind of an ass, you know, he's an ass and he's very like pompous and was like demeaning to, um, to Marty in the first scene there. And that was like the audition scene. And it was like, you know, I was, you know, I walk in and they're like, Hey, Alan. And, you know, they know your first name and I've never worked for them. And you're like, hi, Amy. And I was just like, (laughs) what's up? You know, like, okay, let's, let's just do this. And then they were like, perfect. That was it. That was the energy that we needed, you know, for Colin. And that was kind of how it started. And then, and and then it kind of snowballed out. I think we were only supposed to do three episodes and just kind of gelled right. And it was like a different energy from the show, what the show had had before, I guess. And, you know, mm. Amy was having fun writing for it. So, so you I were just, just burnt, kind of- you were burnt out at this point. Didn't care. <laughs> Let's just do this. Right. Let's so just that go. Was- yeah. You know, at, yeah. at that point, your ball just drops. You're like, all right. Right. You know, let's do it. <laughs> you were just real. You were just like, let's just do this. And, you know, mm-hmm. it's interesting because that's exactly what I did in my meeting. That's, that's hilarious. And it wasn't because I had met them. I'd never met any of them. I was just yeah. so tired of auditioning and, yeah. and, and really nailing stuff and not getting the offer. And I was just like, it was like yeah. a couple of years in a row of that. And I was just like, I walked into that room and I was so jaded and burnt out and I didn't care. I mean, and, you know, and I, I, you know, I wasn't being an ass up to them. I was just like, Hey, what's up? How you doing? All right, let's do this. So, you know, I don't want to get a let's ticket. Get I, I'm, 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 I'm illegally parked outside. So can we just get through this? And and they immediately <laughs> yeah. responded. They were like, finally, somebody knocked. I think, I think everybody comes in and they're nervous or they're kissing ass too much and they don't like that. Yeah. And uh, they like, you the want to like say all the right things and be like, you know, you're trying to guess what it is. And all they're looking for is the vibe of the character. Right. They're like this, this has to be the vibe that is going to be living in this world the whole time. And, you know, it's kind of like what happened on mine too, where I was like, all right, I don't care what, Oh yeah. You, you look, yeah, your shirt's fine. It was something demeaning about a shirt or something. And I was like, that was it. I was like, of course, when I, when I don't care, that's it. But yeah, man, I mean, like some of our best work were in all of those auditions, right. You know, sometimes like before leading up to that, we were like, people will never see this. And I nailed it out of the park, but you just got to keep going. And then after a while you're like, okay, (laughs) <laughs> all so right it's like running for office man you gotta campaign and get the votes and it takes time you get the votes and get and take the hits as you keep going you know oh yeah oh yeah um so obviously you had seen the show before you auditioned right were you aware of the show before you auditioned or no very aware of the show right barely watched the show Right. I was a I was in my young twenties, right? And that show wasn't geared towards young dudes in their twenties. It just wasn't. And um, I knew of the show, and I had auditioned a lot. Knew it was like the fast talking, um, and uh, actually had done a pilot with Jared 
So mm-hmm. I, they had done a, a young MacGyver in between him getting uh, Supernatural and being on Gilmore. Okay. And they were trying to get him on a show. And, and they had, we shot a pilot where he played young MacGyver. The nephew of MacGyver was, the, was that script. And I was his best bud in it. And Jared and I became buds for a good you know, two years. We were hanging out all the time. Um, and then after that, I had done this random pilot promo presentation through some writers and producers that were trying to pitch a show to networks. And we went out and this is when people started to actually shoot those things instead of just mm-hmm. sending a pilot script, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we went and shot it and Milo and I played best friends in that thing. So <laughs> I had actually known Jared. I'd played Jared's best friend in something, Milo's best friend in something. And then on Gilmore, I ended up playing Matt's best friend, which is like, I'm always like the best friends of all of her boyfriends throughout like different parts of my career, which is hilarious. Wow. Um, there you go. You, f- yeah. you found a niche. Um, <laughs> so what was it like working uh, so closely with Matt and Alexis? Those two are great. They have good yeah. energy. They're just great people. Um, you know, Alexis, you know, is like, like a, like a mouse. So, you know, right. she's very like quiet, mousy and, um, but when we were on set, especially with uh, with Tankin and um, and Nick and like some of the other guys, it was like, oh, it was this like energy that was there that wasn't there before, I guess. And that's that's kind of what they were telling us, you know, a lot. Um, and so Alexis like really ended up vibing with all of us. And we would we had some like get togethers outside of work a few times with just the four of us or. Um, you know, going to like hang out at her house one time. She had a little get together. That was nice. And she's, she's just so sweet. She's, she's a sweetheart. She's always been so kind to me. I've, you know, like that was always like, um, we had like a, we had like this, um, we're both like, um, we're both like blue eyed, light skin people with family from South and Central America is like kind of our vibe that, you know, we were like, Oh, you're one of, you're one of those. Okay. So am I, you know? <laughs> I think we went and had Cuban food once together. That was, that was fun. Um, and Matt is just like, he's such a good actor and he's like, really like what I like about Matt is he reminds me of like, when I did, I did speech and debate, you know, back in my high school years also. And those were years full of like people talking to the walls and like just working on their bits and getting it right and just trying, trying to say it this way. And that when you see them talking to themselves in the corner and um, you know, I remember Matt was doing a lot of that when we were just like happy to be on a set and, you know, hanging out and, you know, having a job and, you know, doing some fun stuff together. And um, you know, and Matt had obviously a much bigger responsibility on that, on that show than we did, you know, where he just really wanted to get all of those beats right with her and, and and the scenes that they had together. So that was always something that I I really admired about Matt and just reminded me of like, yeah, that's that discipline, you know, and he, he shows it, you know, he shows it, it pays off. He he really does. He's very smooth with his delivery. He's very quick, but doesn't seem rushed. Yeah. Um, Yeah. He's, he's, he's top top drawer yeah top shelf for sure actor. top shelf actor there he's really good he, he really is yeah. um so you, give us some behind the scenes moments that you remember um, behind the scenes stuff you know the revival was really a lot of fun for us they had us doing some uh some really cool stuff with like i mean i showed up they had that that crane going up to the third floor of you know to to shoot us golfing on top of stars hollow there and um 
and we were having a blast. I, I remember we were just having too much fun running around on that. They put us in that car to um, to drive down um, the back of Forest Lawn there, mm-hmm. had this like steak bed truck with um, you know smoke coming out of it. They were trying to make the whole street into a fall East Coast <laughs> town. <laughs> And, um, and, and we were looking at the, the budget, that Netflix budget was definitely different than that, that WB budget. Yes, it was. It but was big, way bigger, way bigger. I think we were just all slack job that whole shoot. Mm. Um, but we were had, we had a great time. I remember actually this episode, uh, you, you jump, I jump Jack was, was like a sweeps week episode. So they mm-hmm. spent all kinds of time and money reshooting. We had to reschedule things that, you know, they, you know, those days. Yeah. I'm sure you remember mm-hmm. those days mm-hmm. where it was like, mm-hmm. you know, they were, it was just jam packed. And, um, but that was tons of extras, tons of costumes, just tons of stuff everywhere. And, and we were up at Griffith park one night, um, just playing guitar and hanging out and being, you know, just being like, we did a scene in the beginning they said we'll get to your scene later they never touched us for the rest of the day mm-hmm. like we'll get we'll get back to you tomorrow and we're like okay great but we 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 had like our own little campfire out there and it was it was fun it was a lot of did you did you get to jump off the platform the i did not I'm, you did I'm, not i'm at the bottom with a top hat i'm the guy that's like you guys right. gotta do it you know i'm right, that guy right right so right, i didn't right. do it but um what's cool is like seeing really kind of surreal about all of that is that this show is such a staple for everybody. You know, all the fans are still clearly here and they only just get bigger. It feels like over the years that you like the fans don't ever drop it, but then their kids start liking it. And, you know, and then those kids started growing up and that, sh- that episode seeing umbrellas, seeing, you know, in Omnia tattooed on people is uh, that was definitely uh, an eye opener of like, oh, this is a, you know, this is a, a very special thing. This show, mm-hmm. this show is special for a lot of people here. Magical episode. Absolutely, Absolutely magical. And, and I'm finding this, uh, uh, Roy discovering and, you know, walking through this portal into, um, Logan's world is, uh, the best storyline. You've been so watching far. it, right? You've been watching it, like rewatching it. I've never seen it. So this is the first time I'm, so I watch, yeah. an episode before we we do a podcast yeah so yeah it's, so it's fresh yeah um i did i did that recently too it's amazing yeah. it's a great storyline it's it's really something uh it's it's just given the whole new life to this show yeah big energy with the show with this stuff shout out to astro pro for sponsoring this episode and providing free samples it's springtime and that means allergies Mine have been throwing me off, and I need something that works fast. That's where Astapro comes in. It's the first of its kind nasal allergy spray, and it is the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter spray you can get. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Plus, it is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. So if you suffer from allergies like I do, get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. Visit A-S-T-E 
P-R-O-Allergy.com. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Ah, summer, the best time of the year. Usually it doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices, and vacation disappears quicker than ice cream melts. But what if summer doesn't have to come with a scorching price tag? What if there's another way? With IKEA, your plants can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. Here, everyone can have lounge chair access, no reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, we have all the essentials you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Dreamy getaways can mean the perfect reading nook right outside your window, picnic in the shade, or taking your morning coffee to meet the morning sun. Really, any meal tastes better outside. Create that summer escape for family and friends and start planning a better, more affordable summer right now. You can be the host with the most and the least worries. This summer, make your doorstep the perfect vacation destination with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. So, what did you love about playing Colin? Oh, I like playing mean people. It's fun. (laughs) It's like, you know, it's just... I'm always I'm always trying to be pleasant around people. I don't like to like rock the boat too much, you know, when I'm in a group of people. But yeah. playing that is just like, ah, oh, I get to do this now. And I have like, <laughs> you know, a free pass to be this guy. Um I think that's like the most fun. And what's what's kind of funny to me also is that I've become very defensive for you know, characters in the world and other shows and stuff that you see people really hate that actor and they really get on them. And, and I've always thought like they did it. They did the job. Otherwise, Mm -hmm. if you didn't feel that way, there's, there's no show. There's no show, you know, your, your extreme love for the, for the protagonist and your extreme hate for this person means they did exactly what it was. And I felt like, you know, there was, there was that, you know, that aspect of them. They didn't need him to be such a villain, but, you know, like Colin doesn't need to be such a villain, but he's, you know, he's written as an ass and he's, um, you know, playing pompous, rich dudes is a lot of fun to play, you know, and <laughs> just so much fun. Uh, They're oblivious uh, to how rude they are. And um, it, it, there's a lot of that. that. I think that was a lot of the fun with them is that they weren't the brightest guys either. You know, they they were just, you know, just a few notches below Rory and, and Logan um, in terms of. In terms of like that extreme, you know, understanding and like, you know. Right. So uh, they were like 1350, 1375 SAT guys. Yeah. His parents right. got I mean, them clearly, in. Clearly. Right. Clearly. Yeah, you some, know, they like have that. the references because they have like, you know, the just the family experience of being right. around that stuff. Sure. They right. have that, but that's like just by, just by, you know, 
by being around it, you know, yeah, but, yeah. but it's not yeah. something that they would have sought out on their own and, and they really don't, don't strive in it. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. They were always a little like dim witted when it came to some, <laughs> something more so Finn, more so tanks character. Right. It's definitely like, Oh boy. Yeah. We've got to watch out for him. You know? Right. 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 Um, what was your favorite episode to film? Um, you know, what was, there was a, we had a poker game <laughs> that we had to play. I don't think you've got gotten to that yet. Um, there's a poker scene. We just, we just played poker with a crane hanging over us for the day and, and just guys. And, you know, we're all there. And eventually the conversations start breaking into <laughs> relationship tmi stuff and you know all the all those things when we're like you know we've been on set for six hours we're getting personal here let's do it you know and we're like talking about like old old flames and things like that um mm-hmm. that was a good that was a lot of fun you jump i jump jack was great because we got to play at at that disney ranch up in santa clarita and um just being on location and you know some cool places like that but i don't know i that that revival though we did a lot of cool stuff with that revival. Right. Um, so when did you hear about the revival and how did they approach you? Um, I was waiting for it to eventually happen because I remember I was tracking the Gilmore life after, you know, uh, you know, before Netflix, before they even made it to Netflix, because we started to see all these shows coming onto onto Netflix, and we're like, okay, they're they're now bringing back these old shows that we love. Where the heck is Gilmore? Like that's a that's a giant, you know, cult following there. What are you doing, guys? You're you're wasting mm-hmm. time here. And then eventually, Gilmore came out, and then the internet kind of blew up, and Twitter kind of blew up with old episodes of Gilmore and all the memes and and gifs and all of that. And then. Um, and so I, I was like, okay, that's great. Saw that interview from from uh, ATX, right? Um, mm-hmm. And uh, and was thinking, oh, okay, they're really thinking about it. And then I heard that, okay, they're doing it. Had no idea how big they were going to make it. Were they going to bring every character back, or were they, you know, on a very specific track of a storyline or what? So I I was kind of expecting something, but realized. Maybe they don't bring us back. They didn't bring us back for season seven, really. You know, I didn't do any season seven episodes. I did five and six, and then they skipped over. So I was like, okay, maybe, maybe they will, maybe they won't. Um, so yeah, I I think I got it after I I was hearing uh, that it was green lit for maybe about two or three weeks, maybe about a month. Mm-hmm. Then um, and then I got the call, and that was like, oh, nice. oh that was a lot of oh man, that call, was, <laughs> that call was great, wasn't it? It's just like yeah. so nice to be able to go play again, and and then they had all the toys. <laughs> they had all. They, the- had, they had a lot of equipment. They, lot. I mean, we basically shot four films. We shot four films. I mean, it was it was so much equipment and so much technology brought to bear. So much on, on that. Yeah, it was it was. So when you meet fans, mm-hmm. uh, what is what is the common question that they ask you? The common question from fans. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a good question. Um, I think they're more. I think they're more interested in just trying to figure out me because Colin is such a <laughs> such a specific type of person, you know. And um, I don't know. I, I actually I'm stumped on that one. What they they're normally just asking like, 
oh, what's it like with with Matt? And do you still talk to the guys? I think that's mm-hmm. kind of the main main thing. And we do still chat every once in a blue moon. Matt less so. He's very busy. He's you right. know he's he's off doing some some cool stuff. Right. Um, Nick and and Tank and I every once in a blue moon we'll get on a group chat responding to something that we read or or something like that. Um, but I haven't seen those guys in a while. Nick, mm-hmm. I've seen I saw last um, about two years ago. Um, but you know, COVID. <laughs> what what are you working on now? Right now I'm writing. I'm writing. I was doing a lot of production work um for some companies in-house. Um I was like EPing on some like commercial work for companies. I was doing um branded content over at BuzzFeed for a few years there and kind of took over running production at a company in New York for about two years during the pandemic. That was crazy. Did it in San Diego for about a year and a half. I did a, we did a Super Bowl commercial and that was amazing. And a wow. Olympics commercial, you know, so I, I've been, I've been doing a lot of behind the scenes um, and then just did some production just now. So I'm writing right now. I, right now with that writer strike, you know, solidarity <laughs> to everybody right now, you know, for the strike. Um, but, you know, now's the time to, to kind of get my scripts together and kind of pitch. Yeah. Them. Stockpile them. Yeah. You got time. Yeah. It's, it might be a lengthy. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> we'll have, we'll have volumes of scripts by the time it's done. Hopefully yeah. not. Hopefully not. And then the studios will get their AI scripts uh, all yeah. lined up. and They'll get their robot writers and then we'll be, <laughs> uh, and we'll be all done. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting how AI is going to just really start to. You know, the hornet's nest of copyright infringement is going to be uh, yeah. a big legal issue going forward. Yeah, it's, I think it's like, uh, I think it's such an interesting thing. You know, people need to get on it. And obviously, clearly in Congress, they got it. They have to get on it and have these conversations. Yeah. You know, but like there's that that conversation about like Grimes, I think, had said, you know, she's OK with people making songs as long as they split it 50-50. I don't know if that's the right deal. But like, there's something there where it's like, oh, she stopped singing years ago. People know her voice. She's going to make money on new creations with her voice. Weird, but like, I don't know. Is that something that's going to happen? You know, versus, and but then the writers. I, I worry about the writers where it's like, you know, you know, they'll get a concept from somebody or from you know, from AI or vice versa, and then you know, ask AI or somebody to punch it up. Where it's like, uh, it should be cultivated we'll see we'll see how the writing goes because again i think human hands need to touch that stuff so i don't know it's scary scott it's scary a- ai is not sentient so it's not sentient where are they going to get the heart and soul from i think of you know that i can't think, fake it that's that's what it, i think it's going to eventually have to oh. come to is like you need you still need a human editor with all that chat GPT stuff that's happening. Like you could release some of that and some people will buy into it as like filler content, but like the really like real meaty kind of like, you know, human, human to human connection. I think it still needs a little bit of some human hands editing it, looking at it. Yeah. We'll know the game is up when the, the award ceremonies have categories for, Best, best, best AI best, screenplay, best AI ooh, actor, best platform to write <laughs> a script. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Uh, summer, the best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices and vacation disappears quicker than ice cream melts. But what if summer doesn't have to come with a scorching price tag? What if there's another way with Ikea? Your plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. 
Here, everyone can have lounge chair access, no reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, we have all the essentials you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Dreamy getaways can mean the perfect reading nook right outside your window, picnic in the shade, or taking your morning coffee to meet the morning sun. Really, any meal tastes better outside. Create that summer escape for family and friends and start planning a better, more affordable summer right now. You can be the host with the most and the least worries. This summer, make your doorstep the perfect vacation destination with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, so we're gonna do we're gonna do something called rapid fire now. I'm just gonna throw some questions at you, and please just answer to the best of your ability. Okay. Um, um, how do you like your coffee? Uh, cold brew, black. Sometimes I'm in the mood for a splash of something and some sugar, but I'm I'm usually right. cold brew. Uh, are you Team Logan, Jess, or Dean? Yeah, that's always been a contentious one. I am Team Logan. There you go. Uh, who was your favorite Gilmore Girls couple, Luke and Lorelai or Richard and Emily? No, Luke and Lorelai. Thank yeah, you, you. Hey, Scott. Yeah. Scott. Finally. You Finally. Ki- Scott, you killed it in <laughs> that that revival at the end there in the kitchen. I yeah. thought is like that was like so well done. So it it really hit me in the chest so hard. I was like, Scott did his damn thing on that scene. I just wanted to tell you that. I never got to tell you that. But appreciate, that appreciate that. Yeah, that was a, that was. A, I mean, it was such a culmination of the entire series, and right. you you nailed right. it. I I really really thought you did a great job there, man. Thank you. I I uh, there was a lot of pressure on that one. Mm-hmm. I, I knew that. what it was and what it represented, so it was like yeah, got got to deliver. So thank, you, but I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, uh, what would you order at Luke's Diner? What would I order? What would you order? Yeah. Um, whatever Caesar made. <laughs> uh, Jackson or Taylor for town selectmen. Oh, Taylor's just so fun to hate. 
right. <laughs> so I, I think I have. I agree. I agree. He's the perfect guy. Yeah, he's so good. Um, you love him and you hate him at the yeah. same time. Would you rather listen to Hep Alien or the Troubadours cover songs? Ooh. Sorry, Hep, but the Troubadour cover songs were really good. They were, they were pretty good. They were pretty young. They were. <laughs> uh, yeah, Grant Lee Phillips. He's he's amazing. Um, Harvard or Yale? Uh, duh. Yale. There you go. Yep. Um, what's Rory's bigger mistake? Crashing the car her boyfriend built for her or sleeping with her ex who was married who happened to be the same person? <clears throat> um, so what do you think it is? Car crash or being part of an adulterous affair? Yeah, probably that second one, even though, yeah. even though the audience wanted it. Oh, yeah, right? I mean, That's we a, wanted them to get back together. We know that they are meant for each other. That is an observation. Yeah. I think that's, I mean, Gilmore did a lot of that, I feel like. Yeah. where yeah. that, And I think that's kind of the appeal of the show is that it wasn't, it wasn't perfect. Nothing was perfect. Everything right. always had a little bit of some cracks to it or a big crack to it, you know? That's it. That's an interesting statement because that caused that when we did that, uh, we did that podcast, it caused a lot of controversy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. People uh, have a lot of mixed opinions about Oh, they sure do. Uh -huh. And we heard all of them. Um, uh, who from Gilmore would you not want to be stuck on a desert island with? Oh, um, what character? Oh, um, Taylor. Uh, that would be one. <laughs> that would be one. Uh, I'm trying to think of somebody worse than that. Um, yeah, I think, no, I think, I think he's the one that kind of irks me in terms of that. Like I wouldn't want to be stuck on an island. That kind I, of I, 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 I always thought it would be Paris, but then if you think about it, Paris could probably figure out a way to get you out of there. Paris wins Survivor. Right. If she was on the show Survivor, she would have won it. it right. Like she, she would have manipulated everybody, she's figured a, out how to whittle some some she's fire. A, she's a schemer. She's a schemer. All right. So something in your life uh, that you are all in on. Something I'm all in on is um, right now. It's my family. Like I, I've been, I've been vibing on the whole, you know, COVID was a thing and, you know, having like some, some, you know, some dramas happen and traumas happen and, you know, family members and all of that. That's kind of been my, my thing lately has been like really like kind of connecting again with, with my family a lot. And that's kind of what I'm, I'm all, I'm all in right now with my family. That's probably like a safer answer. I think more fun answer, uh, would be I'm kind of all in on Star Wars lately. It's not Gilmore, but that's kind of been my geeky little <laughs> side escape. I've kind of kind of been watching that stuff. So, you know, grew up with it and they're doing some cool stuff lately. So that's kind of it's kind of a little bit of a my side, my side yeah. little all in on. Yeah. yeah. Good deal. Well, it's been it's been fun. Uh so I don't know that I ever met you on set, but so it's been nice meeting you and catching up. Uh uh, and talking with you, uh, appreciate your time. And, I really appreciate uh, you having me. And uh, you know, there's more episodes to come. This uh, Life and Death Brigade is uh, is just fun to watch. Wonderful to watch you oh, guys. 
bring it, uh, bring me back if you want. I'll, I'll, I'll break down some other things in those episodes. I like, I, I, when I had to watch the show, I uh-huh. did a binge and I got really into characters and their, their arcs and, uh-huh. you know, with some fan meetings, we've talked about stuff a lot. So I get into it. Let me know. Good deal, man. Yeah. I'll say, yeah, we'll, we'll have you back on, uh, at some point. Um, anyway, thanks so much. Uh, um, thank you. Terrific talk to you and all the best. And uh, we'll see you next time. Yeah. And I'm going to go get some coffee right now. I'm gonna <laughs> go pick some. There you go, buddy. Take care. Take care, Scott. Take care. All right. Don't forget, follow us on Instagram at I am all in podcast and email us at Gilmore at iHeartRadio.com. Oh, you Gilmore fans, if you're looking for the best cup of coffee in the world, go to my website for my company, scottyp.com, S-C-O-T-T-Y-P.com, scottyp.com. Grade one specialty coffee. Ah, summer, the best time of the year, usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, They have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.